RPN is not responsible for the views, actions, statements, or opinions of its guests, advertisers, or even its viewers. The information contained in this program is not to be confused with medical or legal advice. An appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement. But as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy the show. Good evening, everyone. You're listening to Red Pill 78. As always, my name is Zach Payne, the Corruption Detector, and this is another edition of Red Pill News for Friday Night Livestream. Joining me tonight, we are going to be having a conversation with a conservative activist, lawman, veteran, and native of... The Valley in California. We're going to be talking about the efforts of the elite to destroy California, to push out the middle class, to normalize crime and criminal behavior. Quite obvious, the plans they have for that state. And unfortunately, a lot of people think that it's working. But I know as long as good men and women patriots live in California, there is no way we're going to break ground on that. We will not abdicate. My guest tonight, J. Paul Reyes, Officer Reyes, is going to be discussing these things and so much more. So thank you very much to everybody for hanging out with us. If you wouldn't mind, hit that like button. Hit the share. Help us by getting this information out, the show out on your favorite social media platforms, whether it's Twitter, Truth, Telegram, etc. Also, if you're not yet, Make sure you're following me at RedPill78 on Twitter and Truth, and then Real RedPill78 channel on Telegram. Sit back, relax, grab your popcorn. I'm going to be right back after this. Now, before you go trying anti-aging serums or wrinkle creams, you should probably check to see if you're getting enough collagen first, because adding collagen to your diet can highlight skin elasticity, health, and create a youthful glow in your skin like nothing else you'd ever believe. And that's why I highly recommend taking collagen for better health. This amazing powder is specially formulated to enhance skin's elasticity, hydration, and make it easy to boost your collagen levels to support healthier skin. You can try it today for 53 percent off plus get several free bonuses order now by going to healthwithredpill.com or just click the link in the description box below and when you support my sponsors you support this channel all right good evening welcome back everyone and please join me in welcoming our guest for this evening officer j paul reyes paul how's it going sir good to see you how you doing zach excellent Hey, man, it's it's my pleasure. Thank you so much. I really appreciate highlighting the work of fine patriots like yourself, people who refuse to back down, even in the face of uh, what I think a lot of people would see as overwhelming odds. Um, Listen, I want people to get a little bit of a a flavor for you. I gave a little bit of information about your uh, your biography there. But tell me how you started down this path. Well, I mean, I've always been. a patriot at heart. Uh, my grandfather served in World War II, um, and he's always inspired me to to uh, join the military, which I did back in uh, 2005 
during the Iraqi Enduring Freedom um, operations. I went to Iraq in uh, 2006, did about uh, a little over a little over a year there. Um, that's when they were doing the stop-loss stuff. <clears throat> Came back and uh, just finished out my active duty career uh, in Hawaii, which I, I was blessed to get as a duty station. That's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> Uh, then I came back and I, I, uh, I ended up signing on with the, the California Army National Guard. Uh, did that for about a little over eight years. Um, worked as a federal technician for the DOD um, for Camp Roberts, moved over training center, uh, which is uh, the third largest um, training facility for the military in the Western region. So I did that for, like I said, a little over eight years. And then uh, I just, uh, you know, in order to get a good retirement, I would have had to do like another 15, 20 years and, and I didn't, you know, I just, I was kind of done. And sure. so I, I pursued the avenue of uh, law enforcement in the department of corrections and which I've been doing for about six years now. So, uh, and, and I would like to clarify before we, we go, uh, my entire views and, and the information I'll provide is, is not so much, uh, California department of corrections as a whole. It's, uh, I work for division of juvenile justice and, uh, that's going to be primary outside of COVID mandates, which is a whole departmentally. Um, a lot of information and stuff I'll be speaking about is about the juvenile system, juvenile justice system. So I would imagine that the juvenile system would be no picnic in a place like California. You know, I mean, obviously it's a big state. You've got people getting started in these inner cities with criminal activity at a very young age. Uh, and I mean, y- you have an opportunity at that time. I mean, either you can become a self-actualized, uh, you know, fully grown adult human being who decides to enter society and give back, or you can begin a life of crime. And it seems like a lot of those kids just end up going to crime school. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, especially, especially in the state. I mean, um, if you really look at like, uh, stuff like social, uh, demographics and stuff like that, when it comes to broken homes, families, um, their, their environments they're raised in, uh, California is no, is no joke in that, in that regard. I mean, it's, it's hard growing up in inner city. So these kids are, you know, coming from, um, you know, really, uh, poverty, impoverished, uh, lifestyles, homes, like I said, broken homes where, where there's the dad or the mom, even both parents. And and we know, uh, California is big on, on gang activity. Yes. Um, it's always been that way. So that's where they always resort back to. Um, or at least one of the, one of the avenues they go to. So, um, have you, have you seen or felt uh, a change in the populations that you're, that you're overseeing, uh, over the years? I mean, has it gotten harder? Has it gotten, you know, uh, more deadly? Well, as far as severity, um, or, or, um, I should say, um, dangerous, it's dangerous. We're active in that regard. Yeah. So, you know, we, we do, we do, we, we're assaulted a lot as staff uh, inside the department. It's just not um, like you, compared to the adult side where you have some of your hard, hard, hardcore, you know, grown men seasoned, uh, you know, that are, that are willing to take it all the way. Um, we're still we're, compared to really compared to the adult side. We sustain a lot of uh assaults and 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 batteries uh, on on officers so um 
I would imagine I would imagine you don't I mean, it's a bad look if you're hitting a kid, you know, I mean, if like you got a grown man coming at you with a shiv, you're going to do what you got to do to lay him down. But I I mean, I I would think, you know, just not having done this myself, but I mean, you see a little child, you know, I mean, you see uh, somebody who's vulnerable, really, maybe who's been broken by the point that uh, they come in contact with you. But, you know, I mean, it oftentimes they have the same mentality as those grown men who would be coming at you trying to kill you. Well, I think that's that's a it's you know uh, to correct you know a, uh, to inform you a little bit it's a misconception. So, you know when we hear um, you know youth authority right or yeah. or, or juve- juveniles, we we uh, our minds automatically think. I mean, we go to the little itty bitty guys. We go to ten, you know, or yeah, or early teens. Well, that's not the case. I mean, uh, most of our guys, if not all of them, are eight. You know, I mean, I say ninety percent of our guys are are seventeen and up, eighteen and up for sure. Really? Uh, we have guys. Well, yeah, we got guys that uh, that are, you know, mid 20s. We've had guys come back from the adult side prison, prison and finish out their sentence because they committed their their their, their committing set. Their, their committing crime was as a juvenile. So they're either the they get to come back and finish their their sentence in the juvenile system. And they're 30 years old. That's insane. So, that seems like that. That's that's that, that's ripe for opportunities of abuse. I mean, I would imagine that those older men coming into a juvenile situation. I mean, those kids are at risk if they are younger, mm-hmm. especially. That 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 has been an issue. That and um, you know, unfortunately, was, we were able to kind of mitigate and separate the 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 more younger um, youthful offenders mm-hmm. from the older. At one point, because we had a kind of a double institution that backed up that backed each other up, two sided institution. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because of the closure, um, because of a uh, great governor that we have, uh, you know, we started closing down. And so uh, at one point, you know, we closed one down and had to consolidate, reconsolidate back into one institution. And uh, yeah, it's been the, uh, I'll tell you what, I've been in for six, about six years now and, and, it's been a uh, an adventure, I'll tell you, to say the least. It's uh, it's been pretty pretty crazy. Well, let's let's talk specifically about that closure. I mean, how has that? How has the decisions to close down these uh, these juvenile prisons, essentially? Uh, how has that coincided with kind of the change in attitude towards permissibility of crimes? I, I mean, uh, I would imagine that uh, the the way they treat criminal offenders on the outside. I mean, it's it's basically legal now to shoplift in California. Um, you know, you break into somebody's car uh, unless there's like a police standing outside of, you know, and oftentimes even when the cops are standing right there, they don't want to do anything about it because, you know, they've been essentially told that they should leave their hands off of these people. But I mean, people commit crimes. It, it's open. It's brazen. It, it's like a, a complete and utter devolution of society have have they been closing these units down so that they just don't have to address that stuff do you think there's an overarching plan well you know my belief is it's a part of the agenda right the Mm -hmm. collapse of society the intentional destruction um of of society um you know he and then on top of that if you look at you know my buddy uh he kind of he kind of um made me realize this and I didn't think about it on the political side of things, you know, the governor, he can play his, he can play this part for reelection and say, you know, he's closing down these facilities, uh, and whether adult or juvenile, it's not, it's really been both sides of the house. 
Really? And he can say, well, hey, look, come, come, you know, election time, he manipulates the numbers and say, hey, look, we look at where we're, uh, you know, decreasing our prison population. I've, I know I've cut, I've cut, I've cut all the costs and, you know, it's, he's making it look real good. And all he's really doing, he's just putting the trash back on the street. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. I so, mean, if they're not in prison any longer, then that means that they're outside and they're going to be mixed in with the population. So, I mean, I guess it, it, it seems like there is a logical correlation between the two things. People no longer sitting in jail or in prison or whatever it is. You know, now they're free to go out and do whatever they want. And if they're not any longer arresting people for the types of offenses that would have otherwise put them away, then, I mean, those crimes are going to get committed. It's kind of kind of scary for the general public. Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you this right now. I mean, uh, being in, being in for as long as I've been in and, and witnessing what I've witnessed, the, the political standpoint uh, is is pretty it's been pretty consistent across the board as far as leniency. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is no corrections in the California Department of Corrections as far as on our side, on the juvenile side. Do you mean like in terms of like rehabilitation, like giving people like teaching them life skills uh, or making sure that they they don't end up uh, recidivists, recidivists? Uh, You're right. No, Mm. these guys get everything in the world. These guys get candy. They get Zoom Zooms, Wham Whams. They get Xboxes. I'll tell you right now, they society, the people, if they really knew what these guys get, they get everything. It's it's really disgusting, and the and, taxpayers are paying for that, right? We're all paying for it, and and what and what makes it hard? It'd be one thing, it'd be one thing if these guys got all this stuff, right? And and then our administration backed us up when it came to corrections and rehabilitation side of it. When these guys acted up inside, but not only do these guys get everything, but our own administration from the top down do not support us. These guys they come out and assault us mm-hmm. brutally. They assault us inside, and these guys don't get locked down. They get to come back right after they just you know, brutally beat a staff up that had to send them to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And these guys are not—they're not locked down for any sort of period of time. They're allowed to come back out the day after, and they get all their goodies again. So yeah, there's no there's no accountability, and, and uh, it's it's sadness, but and it's really you know, it's pathetic and it's disgraceful. Our leaders, we have no leadership. Yeah. So. yeah. You know, it's funny. There's a, a song by the Dead Kennedys called California Uber Alice, where they talk about the California Youth Authority. And uh, I just kept thinking about it the whole time that we're talking about this, you know, because, I mean, like at that time, it was a commentary on uh, Jerry Brown, you know, and Jerry Brown mm-hmm. is kind of like he's the, I don't know, the political godfather of Gavin Newsom, you know, and uh, what Jerry Brown started with laying the foundation, I feel like Gavin Newsom is putting the roof on uh, the final shit check, if you will, you know, I mean, like the the whole thing is rotten from the foundation up. And uh, Gavin Newsom is is I I don't know. What what do you think he's doing? I mean, is it really just that they want to destroy California? What's the end game? I've got my own ideas, but I want to hear from a citizen's perspective. Okay, so I, I, you know, as far as, you know, me being awake, and, and um, understanding the the true complexity of the intentional the agenda that's taking place, right? I mean, and, and this, and I'm, you know, we'll touch we'll touch the whole COVID stuff, but it's all tied together, right? Yep. And we know if people, all people have to do, it's really simple. 
I remember George Bush Sr. in 1991. I was about I was about 10 years old. I never forgot that his presidential address where he came out and said, we're going to we're going to usher in or foster in a new world order. Mm-hmm. He says these people say these things. Yeah. And so we know if we fast forward in time, Pelosi and and, and Newsom, their World Economic Forum, New World Order, you know, all globalists. Mm-hmm. And what do they want to do? They want to destroy the fabric of society today, our system that we're in today, completely tear it down mm-hmm. and rebuild and reset it. So, you know, that's my belief. You know, it's it's a willful, intentional destruction of society. And how do you do it from within? And what's one of the best ways you could do it? Let all the criminals back out and let them let them run havoc again. So true. The the inmates are running the asylum there, essentially. So <clears throat> I, I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. Uh, and I've often thought that uh, California would kind of be like the, the the first domino to fall, if you will. I mean, because they've been working on just tearing apart the fabric of society for so long. Uh, and so they're, I think they're a little bit farther ahead uh, than some of these other states are, you know. But I think, um, I think California, New York, they're in a race. They're a race they right are. There, it's a race to the bottom, straight down. But yeah. so you're so you're awake. I mean, you are aware of these things. You're tracking them, paying attention. But what about your your friends, your neighbors, your family? I mean, is this something that the general public sees, or are they just mystified by it? You know, my bubble, my personal bubble, uh, you know, and I thank God for it uh, waking me up. I've been able to um, uh, not unforcefully uh, it just just be it's, it's the way you go about it. Right. It, sure. Instead of me trying to force this stuff down people's throat at and maybe one point in the beginning, I was because I think guys like me and you truthers were just like, yep. come on, guys, wake up, yep. wake up, wake up. <laughs> and I think as time went and all these things started coming out and people start seeing the stuff for themselves. You know, I had some of my family members, friends, like they started looking at me like, OK, maybe maybe yep. you're not so crazy, man. Yeah. OK, we're, we're, we're paying attention. So uh, I'm thankful that most of my family and a lot of my bubble, my friends, um, they are awake now. And and I think I believe California, like, you know, like uh, in the beginning when we we're speaking, I truly believe in our last election. I believe Newsom. He <laughs> once again. Rigged election. Mm-hmm. I think I think Elder won, but the system, our system, is so corrupt that I mean, it was it was to me it was as clear as day. It was such a runaway. Mm-hmm. There was to me there was no way because Larry Elder was getting he had so much support. So I just think the system is so bad, so rigged that unless almost I you know I don't want to call for I'm not calling for anything uh, you know civil war, but I mean it's almost. We almost have to have an uprising of some sort and reclaim our system. Yeah, yeah. I, I think a, I think a lot of people are are feeling that way. I know many people already have been feeling that way for a long time, and uh, you know, especially now that we've seen President Trump uh, indicted by this Florida grand jury under Special Prosecutor Jack Smith. Um, you know, he's I think he's facing something like 260 years in prison if uh, if they go through with it, if they are able to uh, successfully convict him of uh, of all those charges. And it's just so obnoxious. I mean, it's like the 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 things that they refused 
to uh, uh, charge Hillary Clinton with or, you know, that at the same time, you know, information about Joe Biden coming out. All of these things, these signals that they're giving us, uh, it's like they're just forcing it onto the people that, hey, guess what? This system is broken. You're living Uh in a a garbage heap that's on fire right now. And for I don't know if you saw Jack Smith's comments that he gave at the um, press conference earlier, but, you know, he's talking about the the rule of law and how, uh, you know, every person must be held accountable. And it's like, no, everybody knows exactly who needs to be held accountable. It's only Trump. It's only Trump supporters. It's never the Democrats. It's never the Uh people that are your political allies. And so, yeah, I I think a lot of people are there, you know, but at the same time, we have to be so careful, you know, I mean, because they're looking, they're looking for an excuse, you know, I mean, uh, yeah, I I mean, there's been so many things like especially did you go were you in D.C. on January 6th or were you or did you not go? Negative. I would, I would love to have been there, but you know, a part of me is glad I didn't go. Mm, mm. (laughs) You're not wrong. You're you're not wrong. yeah. Yeah. You know, it was an amazing experience. Yeah, I met so many wonderful people. Uh, President Trump speaking in the ellipse was just so powerful. It the the thing that really made it special was that it felt like we were coming together, and uh, that that we for the very first time recognized our true power. Because it, it wasn't just a regional Trump rally. You know, I mean, there were people in that city. From all across America, and it was millions and millions and millions of us. And to be able to look down that street and see all of those people, just throngs of people, just walking, and nobody was violent. No, nobody was, uh, you know, doing anything stupid. It's like you had like a couple of groups of knuckleheads that I'm not convinced were all Trump supporters that were up there at the front, and they were antagonizing cops. You have people who admit to being Antifa going to D.C. to uh, to stir this stuff up. Uh, and then, you know, you had people who just got caught up in the moment. You know, I mean, it, I, it's like it, it's like a fight inside one of these correctional facilities. You know, I mean, somebody starts throwing punches and then everybody just goes ham. You know, I mean, right. it's like you get caught up in the moment. I, I see it all the time, not just, you know, in those two instances. But I mean, you know, I mean, people start fights out in public or things go crazy and everybody wants to defend somebody else. And you're, you know, trying to save your own honor and make sure that you don't get knocked out. I mean, it's just it's just how it happens. But they go after us for it, and they're they're right. looking they're looking for an excuse to do it. Let me ask you this, Paul: Do you know or are you familiar with the uh, the new California movement? My my friend uh, uh, Paul Preston, have you seen him on the show before? Uh, negative, no, I have not. Mm. All right, so I would love to put you guys in touch um, because they're uh, okay. So you know you've got uh, like East and and uh, uh, you got Virginia and West Virginia, right? Right. You've got North and South Carolina. Um, you know, it, both of these states were at one time uh, individual states, and there's a constitutional process by which, you know, a landmass can separate from that initial state. They apply for statehood and Congress has to ratify it. So yes, I'm, I, I think I know what you're about to tell you. Yeah, I'm more of this. Right? Yeah. So, so there's been a, a couple of different movements within California. There's like New Jefferson, I think, and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and a couple of couple of different ones. But the reason that I've always highlighted New California is because they have followed that constitutional process that 
that I mentioned. And uh, there's all of these different things like they had to go around and, and go to every single county in the state and they had to get so many signatures. They had to write a list of grievances as to why they wanted to uh, separate from California proper and they had to come up with a plan. So this plan has been ongoing for a couple of years and it seems like, you know, it's always just a step away. But I, I mean, if new California is successfully able to, uh, to separate itself from California proper, it will have the 51st state, uh, essentially a half or more of the electoral college votes will go with new California. Most importantly, it will control about 90% of the landmass of what is currently California. So old California would be like San Francisco, uh, uh, Sacramento, and then I think- the a, cent- I think the cent- in the central coastline. Yes, yes, the coastline. It, but yep. they're not even connected. It's just, you've got like these right. three little dots right there. And so, you know, Newsom would have, would have that. Oh, also old California would get to keep all of the debt that they've accrued over the years. And then new California would basically be in charge of all the water rights. And, and you know, I mean, it, it would be a totally different situation. And um, I know that it's for a lot of people, it seems like a pipe dream. You know, I mean, it's happened before, but it's difficult for people to conceptualize it because it's not like something that happens often. But you know, they need people like you. They need good, patriotic, hardworking America firsters who are interested in uh, pushing forward stability, uh, you know, prosperity, uh, law abiding uh, citizens. I mean, they, they need people like you. So I'd love to put you guys in touch with the, with each other. Well, that would be that'd be that'd be phenomenal. And, and I'd definitely be something that I'm interested in because. You know. I firmly believe there's a, we all have a purpose, right? We all have a purpose in life. Um, that's a, a God anointed, you know, uh, we, you know, we have like, it's like a generalized purpose and a specific purpose. And I feel like, you know, um, in my life, I never would have thought I would have been in the military. I never would have thought I would be in law enforcement in, in my life. My trajectory uh, would have put me where I'm at, but it makes sense. And, and it's something that I almost fought and, when I just um, I listened and, and submitted myself to God and my and, and His purpose has brought me all the way here. And I see again, right? You know, I see the writing on the wall. I see what's at what what's at stake. And you know, I'm all about biblical uh, scripture and prophecy. And I know, you know, I believe that we're in the be- that beginning bubble. Truly, the but the, the the beginning start of. I mean, we already, if you want to be technical, the apocalypse is lifting of the veil. Mm-hmm. That veil has already been lifted of, of yeah. the truths and deceptions, right? So that's already taken place. Now we're in the that beginning stages, true beginning stages of the last days. Mm-hmm. And these sinister people that, you know, these pagans that rule over us, right? They've already begun accelerating their process. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there's nothing... I. I don't. I, I believe, and this one it, it takes me back to you. You were speaking about Trump, right? Mm-hmm. I, I used to. I was a big, big, big Trumper, and, and I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not opposed to him. Um, I still have. I still have reserve hope. But if if you go by biblical scripture, there's not going to be a Moses and Elijah. Sure, David. It, it's our faith in God, and uh, and and that's it. In Jesus Christ, I God, and yeah. He's the one that's going to save us in the end. Yeah. And, and, and up until that point, we have to save ourselves. 
I am 100% aligned with you. And, you know, this is something, uh, a subject that I've I've often tried to drive home to the audience. And, you know, people have been angry at me for suggesting this. But, you know, I mean, uh, I I think that in general, we tend to deify men instead of honoring God and having that faith in our own ability to solve these problems. You know, we, we can only do it through our relationship with God and strong men that are put here by God, like Donald Trump. I mean, they're here uh, to kind of energize us you know, and show us right. that there is something that we can do. So, yeah, you know, Trump is a symbol. He is a symbol of what America could be. Because he came into office, uh, he essentially, you know, made all these promises and then he kept them and he did his best in spite of everything that those evil people were doing to thwart him. And uh, and he showed us that, uh, you know, sometimes you you have to sacrifice, you know, I mean, you got to sacrifice yourself, your your security, your prosperity, uh, if it means that you're going to do a good thing that's going to have an impact for other people. And so we need people like that. But it, it's it's not so that that one person can come down here and save us. And I don't, God's not even going to reach down and say, hey, guess what, guys, I'm going to make it easy. You know, I mean, like right. this whole process has got to be uncomfortable. It's got to be it's got to get bad before it gets to the point where we really start fixing things. And it's, that's what's scary is look how bad it's gotten, right? Mm-hmm. Like how, and, and we're not we're not near nowhere near how bad it's really going to get. And the enemy has been so good at controlled opposition right and problem solution so Mm -hmm. that's my whole thing is is i'm not i'm not putting trump in this picture yet or yet but they're so good like let's for instance the whole lgbtq stuff Mm -hmm. look how of an impactful situation and a problem that puts on society right Mm -hmm. it's all it's one of those problems that you have to pay attention and you have to do something about it because if you choose not to, guess what? They're going to win over your kids. Sure. They're going to they're going to manipulate and condition society and and change and 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 completely you know mind rape a whole generation and your kids, our kids. So they for they create these problems that are so serious that we have no choice but to pay attention and do something about it. Mm-hmm. Because if we look the other way, they win. If we if we don't, they win. Mm-hmm. And it's just this, this, we got to just stay focused on, I, I, you know, don't get me wrong. We have to, we have to, we have to, you know, control, take care of these problems, but what's the, what's the bigger play? Destroy the economy, destroy the country. That's what we have to stay focused on. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise they're going to win. <laughs> uh, Paul, we've got to take a break for the second half of the show. So just sit tight. Uh, we'll be back on the other side of this break, guys. Don't go anywhere. Now, before you go trying anti-aging serums or wrinkle creams, you should probably check to see if you're getting enough collagen first, because adding collagen to your diet can highlight skin elasticity, health, and create a youthful glow in your skin like nothing else you'd ever believe. And that's why I highly recommend taking collagen for better health. This amazing powder is specially formulated to enhance skin's elasticity, hydration, and make it easy to boost your collagen levels to support healthier skin. You can try it today for 53 percent off plus get several free bonuses order now by going to healthwithredpill.com or just click the link in the description box below and when you support my sponsors you support this channel all right welcome back guys thank you very much for sticking around real quick 
Porpoiseful over there on the foxhole dropped a cookie. Michelle Ann as well, and then also a boneless chicken dropping a cookie as well. I really, really appreciate that, guys. Thank you very much for the support. All right, so um, I, I don't want to get too far off track because I had a little bit more that I wanted to ask you about uh, the situation at uh, the correctional facilities, and then I know that you've dealt with some issues in regards to the COVID mandates as well. So first of all, what does the closures of these facilities mean for you and your job and for the, the men that you work with? Well, uh, we're we're going to be displaced state employees. So what the state has done and what they're really not doing much um, is they're saying, OK, you guys are closing. So here are these here are these uh, facilities that we want you to go to. All right. So you either pick one or we give you a pink slip or, you know, a, a kind of a gold ticket to, to try to get another job somewhere else, another agency or in the department. Well, just you know like just as corrupt as they are you know they they're advertising they're paying millions of dollars to advertise during the super bowl i don't know if no if, if people remember that that are you know, viewers right now right yeah but they advertise during the super bowl california department of corrections so we're going to be closing down and as certified state employees peace officers that they spent tons of money to train and certify they're just saying okay we have these eight facilities that you go to when we know statewide they're hurting everywhere Mm -hmm. so you know i don't know what the political play is but you know just like everything else that they've been doing to us and and all the other corruption and incompetence within our division uh you know um they're kind of i I believe they're bluffing and i've kind of called it already i said i've kind of told some of my peers i said look i'm playing the long game because you know what first of all i know god's got me Mm -hmm. Uh, i've been successful thus far and uh, my resume can't field me a job somewhere. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Uh, maybe this is not going to help me. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, 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 you go into work on Monday, and your boss is like, "Paul, we need to speak." <laughs> right, right. Well, well, and, and, you, well, you're you're probably you, you're probably part of a union, aren't you? I mean, they can't just fire you for going on my show, can they? Uh, no, I, I mean, I, I would have to, you know, I'd have to be pretty much on duty and uniform calling out names saying there you go you know, yeah being specific yeah. so i and it doesn't matter i'm closing we're closing in like two weeks so i want to be so 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 they're shutting down in two weeks if you were to uh accept your transfer does that mean that you and your family have to move or i mean is it close enough that you could stay living where you are and then just drive to work well based on what they're offering us if I go off their off their play, yeah, no, I'd have to relocate straight up mm. again, you know. But see, I know I know that they're playing games, and uh, I know that technically, uh, somebody like myself that that opted not to choose one of their choices, mm-hmm. technically they have to open up the books departmentally or statewide in other agencies because I'm a displaced state employee. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason. They like to play games and, 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 you know, pull and prod us in their directions and manipulate. And, and, um, it's, it's really sad. It's really sad the way this, this government runs. So So, the way they treat us. So how about the, the COVID mandates? I mean, were you able to specifically continue to work without having to, to take one of the jabs or did they force you to do that to keep your job? So, that is one of the many reasons, well, one of the main reasons I should say why, you know, I'm contacted you. Um, like I told you before, I've been on Stu Peters. 
uh, and hopefully and engage with a another follow-up segment with him. And doing these things is because when all this stuff happened, again, I was already awake and privy to what was going on. Mm-hmm. And I seen a lot of my peers run out out of fear and get jabbed up, you know, put on those masks, you know, get that swab, the, that initial swab where they jammed all the way up in your, the, you know, your cavity, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it got, it got hurt. And, um, and I just, I just stood up from the very beginning and I did not comply. Um, I mean, at the very, very beginning, you know, I've kind of, kind of, I kind of complied a little bit because none of us knew what was going on. No, sure. But as soon yeah. as, as soon as like, I was like, okay, none of this makes sense. I stopped complying and, but I did so professionally and I did so within the system. So for instance, the testing in the mass, uh, mass more specifically, um, you know, I obtained an injury to the military that um, gave me a medical out that um, uh, my physician provided me. Mm-hmm. And I, it gave me an exemption, an exemption from the mask. And mind you, when this all happened, I was I was kind of wearing a mask for like maybe the first two months, and I stopped wearing a mask for months. Mm-hmm. And they, I know nobody said nothing to me. And then all of a sudden, they they go crazy on masks, uh, policy wise, and they jam me up one day, throw me in a room, and they're like, "Where's your mask at?" I'm like, "Come on, guys, I've been doing this for how long? Like, what's nobody's dying around here? We're good." Well, you need to wear a mask, and I said, "Okay, well, look, here's my exemption. I have I have a." a Medical exemption provided by my physician. That's of no consequence. We don't care about that. You are a danger to society. And if you're not going to comply, I was like, you know what? That's your opinion. And, uh, you know, if you're saying you're, you know, I can't work, well, that's on you. I'm willing to work, but you're saying I can't work. Mm-hmm. So that, that, that happened in, in kind of a one lump sum in the beginning. I came back to work, worked for like another year. And I did not comply. Didn't test, didn't wear masks still. And then towards the very end, right before the, the the mandates were lifted, right, in the state of California, before Newsom terminated the mandates, they jammed me up, suspended me for three months, no pay. Oh, two, wow. weeks into my, two weeks into my suspensions, Zach, they lift the mandates. And they, they did not bring me back. <laughs> they let me stay out. You know, it's just crazy nonsense. And the whole time inside, right, inside. The, so, like, they're over here. This unit's on quarantine. But we're going to take that whole entire unit and we're going to move them to a whole another entire unit, even though they're quarantined. Mm-hmm. It was just all fabricated, made up yeah. nonsense. Yeah, yeah. There's no no rhyme or reason to any of it. Do you think that maybe they had word that the mandates were going to be lifted and they just wanted to uh, take an opportunity to to jam you up uh, when they when they could? You know, I think because I was probably I'd have to I know I was. I was the main one, the main guy that pushed back the hardest. Mm-hmm. And I did, I did. So again, I was, I've always been professional. Uh, and I never, um, I, I didn't, I wasn't ever disrespectful. Um, they'd ask me, sir, you can, uh, Ray, so you're going to put on a mask? Uh, negative. I'm not, I, I have a medical, I have medical exemption. I'm not going to adhere to that. I'm not going to comply. I don't have to. Um, and they just, it was very just boom, boom, every day, every day, every day. And I did so for so long. I think it got to a point because I, w- people were already looking at me crazy that I worked with saying, they're already kind of thinking like, man, how is he still working? Mm-hmm. Like I was already getting my peers to think, mm-hmm. you know, and how come I'm not getting jammed up? I'm not testing. I'm not wearing masks. 
And I just told them, I said, guys, you got to stand up for yourselves and, and hold the line for what's true and, and for your own rights, man. Absolutely. This is all illegal. And so I think to make an example out of me and to show everybody, hey, we we got this guy. Yep. But guess what? I still came back. I'm, you know, I'm finishing out my job. I didn't get fired. And guess what? I never, I didn't test. I didn't uh, compromise my breathing and damage my lungs. And I definitely didn't get jabbed. Right on, right on. So it's, you know, it's so, it's, it's disheartening actually <clears throat> at the end of the day, you know, to think that you know, how many people worked there? You know, you were one of how many people? Hundreds. Hundreds, yeah. you know, I mean, uh, what an opportunity. And so many people just capitulated, just went along with it. Now, obviously, I, I would imagine that uh, that was probably a, a you know a, a revelation to a lot of people there. I mean, recognizing what you did and and the power inherent in it. But what about uh, people who did take the jab? I mean, did you guys have any deaths or, or any uh, injuries or disabilities that arose from those injections? I mean, of course, if you ask if you ask those in power, right? Yeah. You ask the administrative people or you know, human resources, right? At the top, of course, they're going to deny it. But um, we had about a handful of officers that, um, you know, indirectly confirmed, you know, but I know these guys, you know, the, the, my sources were pretty uh, solid that said, yeah, no, he, uh, he, they were vaccinated and they just, they just happened to die. Wow. Yeah. You know? So, um, and I know people in my life personally I don't know anybody that died from COVID, but I'll tell you right now, I know about now almost a dozen people directly or indirectly through people that I know yeah. that they've died and they just happen to be vaccinated. Mm -hmm. I know that. I know those people. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's all to me. That's all the evidence I need. Sure. So, sure. Well, but yeah, you no, know. we, we, we had a, we had a, I had a guy that I knew that he took, he took the, took, the, I think the either one or two, two rounds and um you know uh, half his body went numb never happened to before so and that's why i took i'm like you know what you guys are gonna you leaders as as, as leaders you're gonna go around here pushing these these mandates and these edicts because you're all a bunch of yes men yes yes women right and uh you know, you know and i tried the best i could to stand uh, you know to talk some of my uh, supervisors and uh, leaders you know leaders and say, hey, look, I get it. I'm not telling you to, to, um, you know, I'm not telling you to commit mutiny and, uh, <laughs> you know, go go against the system. But I'm saying, you're in a position where you don't have to push it either. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not saying to put out an email and say, hey, everybody, we're not going to follow these. But you know what? You don't also have to walk around like the mass police. Mm -hmm. You know, let people live. You know, um, and I think that you know, I kind of put a target on my back because. Instead of instead of them looking at me saying, "Okay, Reyes is justified by his exemption," they already knew what side of the fence I stood on. Any anyway, sure, you know, ideology. Uh, you know, so you know, it's, it is what it is. But um, I'm fighting for the good. I'm fighting. You know, my whole my whole purpose out of all this, Zach, is you know, I want anybody that is a former state employee, a current a current state employee, that. You know, you were one of those guys that ran out and got jabbed because you, you you know, you were scared to lose your job. Now you have breathing problems because you wore a mask for two years straight. You know, you, you got you have 
damage done because of those nasal swabs. All these tyrannical edicts contact me because I'm willing to I'm willing to streamline a class action lawsuit. Um, and I have I've, I've touched base with a couple of organizations that are willing to to you know assist. Uh, but any and all current and former state employees with the state of California, let if we, let's stop this now. We have we have the ability to take this all the way to the top so this never happens again. Right. So how would so, how would people get in touch with you? Do you have a, do you have a website set up, or do you just want people to have your phone number, email? E- uh, email is fine, uh, or or through um, the the uh, handles that I provided you through whether it's Instagram or Telegram is probably going to be because if you look, you can uh, you can definitely try to contact me on Instagram, but when you do, there's going to probably like, they're going to probably ask you, you sure you want to contact this guy because he's a right wing <laughs> extremist terrorist. <laughs> So that's yeah. funny. So uh, I've got those <clears throat> handles in the uh, uh, the crawl below us. But uh, let me see. So deplorable patriot 82 deplorable patriot underscore 82. That's your telegram handle. Mm-hmm. Uh, Instagram is at Romans 82 underscore eight. Uh, and then those are the only two we've got on there. What's your email address? You uh, contact me at Paul Reyes. 1382 at protonmail.com. I'm going to throw it into the uh, description of the video. Paul Reyes 1382 at protonmail.com. All right. Um, so uh, so tell tell me a little bit more about uh, this class action lawsuit. I mean, how, how far along are you? How many people have you made contact with? Well, you know, I uh, so I, I sent you a... Um, picture uh, uh, of me and my lady with uh, uh dr um, peter mccullough peter mccullough yep and we went through we went to some events uh and uh been to a couple of his events and god bless him for everything he's doing i mean i know he you know there's so much uh, misinformation disinformation i know he's getting flack on certain sides saying that you know um he's a part of you know he's not admitting to certain things uh which you know it's hard to argue against um but you know so far, as as far as my direct uh, interaction with him and, and going to his events, you know, he's he's doing the best he can, mm-hmm. right, with with the information he has yep. to go off of. Um, and so, and I made contact with uh, uh, individuals like Dan Watkins, uh, top name, but these guys are he's spearheading these huge lawsuits. And one of them was being uh, I don't know if you're familiar with um, the Fresno. Uh, the Fresno medical lawsuits for all pretty much all the main hospitals in Fresno, California. Uh, I think so, I, I think my friend Michael Hamilton might actually be involved in that. He's the guest tomorrow night. Yeah, yeah. right. He's uh, a lawyer, right? He's an yep. attorney. Yes, so yes. I, he I, works with I Tom Renz too. So that's right. So yep. I contacted him as well. Good. And they were both. They brought. They pretty much both were like, "Look, we would love to help you, but their hands are tied." Sure. And I understand it. I mean, they can't help everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I'm still I'm still I'm still fishing because if it's not these guys, these constitutional lawyer, the attorneys or law firms like like these gentlemen. Well, let's be real. Everybody else that's mid tier, they're either controlled mm-hmm. or scared. Because there's either not enough data, they're just not comfortable with pursuing such a case I mean, because out of fear, mm-hmm. you know, because it's, you know, so I understand that part of it too, but um, I, I'm still very. I'm in the beginning stages, just trying to get something. In the when I first started this off, I was going uh, more individual, 
I wanted to sue the state on, on because I have a, you know, I still, and I still believe I have a really strong case. Should I pursue it individually? But I feel like, you know what, if, if this, this is not about me and this is what I'm standing up for. And, and maybe I need to do this the right way fully and represent everybody else. But I mean, California is a big state, you know, I mean, oh, undoubtedly yeah. there's <clears throat> probably thousands of people who were affected by this in one way or the other, you know? Oh yeah. Fired, yeah. laid off. I mean, yeah. like you said, jabbed up. I mean, who knows what kind of nanoparticles, this stuff is real. Like people yeah. just have to research yeah. this stuff, you That's know? True. And, um, you know, I, to your point about Peter McCullough, <clears throat> you know, I I always I, I like to remind people, you know, Dr. McCullough was a, an esteemed physician until just a couple of years ago. You know, I mean, he was teaching at Baylor. He is not a lifetime truther. You know, he is a person who recently woke up uh, in regards to a very specific subject. But you got to remember where he's coming from. He's a medical doctor. You know, right. I mean, like he's got his frame of reference. You know, I've heard I've seen people attack him for not like uh, going after all vaccines or something like that. Well, you know, I mean, Dr. McCullough has spent his life believing in vaccine science, you know, so, you know, whatever, that's fine. I, I'm not going to throw the baby out with the bathwater because this man doesn't align with everything I believe. Right. You know, I mean, I, I don't I'm not getting jabbed up on anything. I'm not worried about any type of vaccines not getting in my body, you know, right. Peter, Peter has, uh, uh, you know, plenty of time to continue on his awakening process. And it kind of goes back to what we were saying at the beginning of the show, you know, not forcing this stuff down people's throats. <clears throat> everybody, everybody, as they're getting red pilled themselves, you know, you, you start you get to this position where it's like you want to tell everyone that, you know, everything that, you know, and uh, and you feel like it's your duty. You know, I mean, like you you as a person with this knowledge, you have uh, agency and you have to get that information out to people. And if you don't, then you feel like perhaps you are a part of the problem, you know, because you're not using that knowledge that you have to open other people's eyes. But not everybody wants to open their eyes to these very uncomfortable truths all at the same time, you know, and there's right. so many different paths you can take people down to show them the darkness that exists in this world and hopefully to uh, in, in, incite them to want to do something to change that. Uh, but many people, are they're going to do it on their own time. I mean, you can give somebody all of the knowledge of mankind, the most important pieces and and present it to them in front of their face. Tell them, I'm locking you in this room for the next 72 hours. All you're going to do is just consume this red pill content. And it doesn't mean that they're actually going to internalize it. You know, right. I mean, people right. are going to do what's good for them at that moment. Right. I 100 percent agree. And, and that's where I've kind of I've gotten to, uh, you know, a lot of my family, like I said, they, they're awake now, but they're just so. Um, they're so awake that it's they've kind of and even myself. I'm withdrawn now. It's not so much I'm going back to sleep or nothing. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm never gonna go back to sleep. But it's just like, you know, all we can do, Zach, is just know what's going on, be vigilant, heads on swivels at all times, mm -hmm. be aware of all the signs, right, of the times. Yep, and just love our family, love each other, take care of each other, support each other, and that's it. Because at the end of the day, that's all we can do. Absolutely. You know, and, and try to change what we can local, like you said, local, uh, localized at a localized level. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I, you know, I definitely want to, um, as something, you know, somebody that's a former 
uh, service member, veteran, uh, law enforcement. And, and, you know, as I, you know, I want to say to anybody that is a service member, current law enforcement officer, agent, whatever field that you are in, uphold the constitution, uphold what's right. You guys know what's right. And it's not mandates. It's not what your immediate supervisor tells you, right? It's a constitution and your oath to that and the mm-hmm. people. And if it's wrong and you're upholding something that's wrong, then you, you, you're doing wrong. And to me, I'll say it, you need to be removed from your, your, your position. Mm-hmm. Like all these guys, you know, like talking about the chemtrails, these pilots that are over here doing what they're doing. Yep. You know, maybe, maybe if you're, maybe if they're new boots, maybe they don't know what they're doing, but I, I highly doubt that. And you're spraying the stuff on your own people, on your own family. And that's, that's treason at the highest level. Mm-hmm. And every, every one of these law enforcement individuals, service members that are doing these things, they should be removed from their positions immediately. Okay. You're not a battle of mine. You're not a battle of mine. I'll tell you that right now. So uh, it's time. It's time to get our heads out of our butts, stand up for what's right, and uh, you know, just always, and fight this beast. Fight this beast because it's coming. It's here, right? So let let me ask you this, Paul. Do, do you and your wife have kids? Uh, are you dealing with any issues like uh, in schools as well? Um, I, because I live in a in a conservative part of the state, um, didn't have too many. I had one. In, I had one incidents where I had to. I, I contact the dean um, of the school because they they in science like right in science they they had some kind of a LGBTQ course and I jammed them up on it respectfully and said hey I, I don't appreciate it but outside that one incident um, we've got too many here in this part of the state not too much uh, so you're gonna find that up in the Bay Area or Southern California so. That's good to hear. Glad to hear that for sure. <clears throat> so uh, as uh, we're about to open up the phones uh, so that uh, if anybody out there is uh, perhaps a resident of California or if you are in a position that Paul and I have discussed, you're welcome to call on in. Or if you have any questions about anything, you want to talk about anything that's happening in the news. Uh, I think I actually uh, we're, we're going to uh, get into a couple of subjects like that in the second hour. Um, but uh, uh, let me just pass out that information Wow, I uh, somehow I duplicated a bunch of uh, the same notes that I have as uh, crib sheets. I don't know what the heck happened there. Oh, dude, we lost power today. I think that uh, that may have had something to do with it. I, literally, I'm in the middle of getting the show ready for uh, for tonight, and I was just emailing Paul, and I'm like, hey, you know, I should have everything over in a minute, and I had everything set up. And then, you know, crack, boom, and then all of the power goes out and we got dumped on like there was buckets and buckets and buckets of water just pouring off of the back of my house like the the eaves troughs couldn't handle it. It was uh, it was pretty insane. Um, yeah, I didn't I didn't even know if we were going to be able to get on online tonight. Uh, like the FPL, they sent out a, an alert and they're like, yeah, we know your power's out. Uh, hoping it's going to be on by 630. And I was like, dang, that's cutting it close. I don't like that. But um, well, over I'm glad here, it worked out. I, I appreciate it. Me too, man. Me too. 
Uh, okay, so, oh, over here on Rumble, thank you very much for the super chat, E-S-A-D-M-F. I was actually just thinking, uh, you know, about the letter I'm going to be writing to you to send with that hat. He says, J. Paul Reyes, I am 100% with you. Thank you for another great show, Zach. And then also joined as a monthly supporter. Let me say, uh, on Rumble, when you guys join as a monthly supporter, they give 100% of that membership revenue to the creator, which is totally unusual. I, I, I'm certain that they want people to build up their ranks over there, and obviously they want people on the platform. So I just want to say thank you very much uh, for signing up as a member, and uh, thank you to everybody who has become a member of the show. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and pass out that information. Here is the Zoom uh, link and then also the Zoom codes. Uh, if you are interested in giving us a call, you've only got to click that Zoom link and that will bring you in through the Zoom application. Uh, but if you have a phone and you don't have the Zoom app, then you can dial this phone number. It is uh, 646-931-931. 3860, and then it's going to prompt you for the meeting ID and the passcode. The meeting ID for this meeting is 872-0050-9538, and then the passcode is 797. Hold on a sec. I actually need to increase that. I am getting old, and my eyes are getting worse. 787993. 787993. Okay. All right. So, um, Paul, as we uh, start to open up the second half of the show here, um, you know, when it comes to these mandates, I mean, I think a lot of people, they look at it and they're like, well, COVID's over. You know, I mean, why are we even worrying about it anymore? Right. You know, they're, they're not uh, they're not forcing people to get jabbed. But I mean, is that true? I mean, just because Newsom said, you know, we don't have to you don't have to abide by these mandates anymore. Uh, have employers uh, and other agencies in the state, have they abided by that or have they remained with this like 100 percent enforcement? Well, staff-wise, they've, they've been removed, but they're still playing the, the political game with the, the inmates, right? Yeah. So we have on the federal level, state level, these mandates have been removed, right, rescinded. But yet, for whatever reason, our administration is incompetent as they are. <laughs> they're over here still having these guys come take COVID tests, <laughs> right? That's and funny. it's like, I'm over here watching this stuff. I'm like, why? This has all been removed. So why are they still testing for COVID? And it's it's just really it's pathetic. I, I think I think it might have something to do with uh, justifying the expenditures that they've already made. You know, think about how many millions of COVID tests they probably bought and just like held on to, or or. Uh, I, I had heard uh, as a result of COVID and all the free money they were giving away uh, that the state of California specifically had like billions of dollars that was siphoned off by uh, inmates, not only here in America, but also all over the world. They they were calling into California's unemployment hotline and pretending to be a California resident and getting all of this money dumped in there. Was that a problem for you guys? Like, did you see, like, were people getting their commissaries filled up with, uh, you know, champagne and uh, and caviar? <laughs> well, you know what? I, if they were, if that wasn't, we wouldn't be able to tell because these guys, like I said, these guys get everything in the world handed to them anyway. So, right, right. And we, we really wouldn't be able to tell, you know, so. Uh, That's wild. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, it is. 
So uh, how about uh, the uh, the constitutional amendment that Gavin Newsom just announced, the 28th Amendment to the Constitution? Uh, it's going to have, have are you aware of this? Uh, no, this is just recently. No, probably. It, not. Yeah. In the, in the last like 24 hours, he announced that uh, he and the state of California are going to be introducing this amendment, uh, which is some type of gun grab. It's uh, it's a gun control amendment. That would override the Second Amendment. Um, and, yeah. it, you know, in order for it to be ratified, it has to be ratified by, you know, a majority of the states. I can't remember if it's all of them or if it's like like two thirds or something like that. Somebody right. that's call, calling in might have more information. But, um, you know, I just I know that uh, uh, gun laws are stricter in California than they are virtually any place else. Uh, and so, you mm-hmm. know, I'm, I'm just uh, you know wondering if that's affected you at all. Uh, no, as a, as a as, you know, fortunately, you know, <laughs> we're barely protected as peace officers to to have our uh, off duty carry concealed, um, but barely. Like well, there's still uh, you know little asterisks that's put on us, uh, even with that being a law enforcement. Um, certain weapons we can't carry. Certain you know, um, but not not for me. No, I, I can't really speak to that. Um, I, I I carry so. <laughs> do they? Do do you, as a law enforcement officer, uh, are you allowed to own uh, uh, magazines over ten rounds, or are you restricted in the same way everybody else is? Oh, we're still res- we're, we're restricted in the same way. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, okay. Now there, we've got three people on the line. Thank you so much. I'm glad you guys are here. I'm going to bring you one in one at a time. Uh, the order is phone ending five nine four zero. Then one one nine zero and then zero five one six. So let's bring in our first caller. Caller, you're on the line. Can we get a name? Tim. Tim, welcome to the program, sir. How you doing tonight? Good. How are you? Excellent. Thank you very much for your call. Uh, what's on your mind? I, well, I just want to know what you think about us actually trying to win with Trump in the election coming up well you know um there's a couple of different ways it could go um i think that undoubtedly uh the recent federal indictments that donald trump has uh, been given in florida has reinforced the idea that we're living in a banana republic you know i mean you think about uh, political leaders that have uh, have jailed and persecuted their political enemies and you've got like Stalin, uh, Hitler, uh, Mao, Pol Pot, uh, and now Joe Biden as well. Um, there's no mistaking the fact that we finally get those FD 1023s uh, that the, well, the oversight committee gets them and the information is revealed. Joe Biden, the Biden crime family, we can directly tie $10 million in bribes as a result of Burisma firing that prosecutor. You know, these are criminal acts. They come out and then the same day they uh, file these charges officially against Donald Trump. It reeks of desperation. And and, it, and again, it reinforces the idea that our country is broken. Our system is broken. Um, and, you know, to what Paul's point was earlier is that, you know, I mean, we are approaching the point where it's going to require the people demanding things change. Now, there are efforts taking place behind the scenes to safeguard the election uh, process here in America to fix it before 2024. 
Um, and there are ongoing challenges still taking place, such as in Arizona. And, you know, I mean, New California is still a wild card. Uh, that would be a tremendous uh, uh, feather in our cap. You know, if we can make that happen before 2024. Um, so I, I think that President Trump is the only candidate who would legitimately win the election in 2024. And uh, his popularity is only increasing as a result of the political persecution that he's currently facing. Uh, and, you know, they're doing the same thing to to us, just the average people. You know, I mean, they're trying to screw us in any way that they can. So I think that although it's unfortunate, uh, it, it it is uh, the type of thing that will galvanize the American people uh, and uh, force them to get out there and demand that change that we know we need to see. Um, I, I think that if if we are unable to fix a couple of key things and ensure that our elections are uh, are, are actually legal, uh, then I think they're just going to steal it again uh, when we get to 2024. Um, but I think I that I think that with with all of the uh, with all of the factors that are out there right now, I, I, I don't know that they're going to be able to do it. You know, not only the 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 uh, the, the various changes and the laws that they're trying to uh, put in place to to fix elections all over the country, but I think that the, the the presence of RFK Jr. is a major major wild card. You know, um, if we end up with a third party candidate in the general election for 2024, I think 100 percent it will go to Trump. There will be so many ballots that are siphoned off for that third party candidate that uh, that it will it will stop the Democrats cold in their tracks. They won't be able to manufacture enough votes to be able to inject into the system. Doesn't mean they're not going to try. Um, but uh, I think that that's honestly probably the, the best thing that we could probably get. Um, well, Tim, I'd like to. What are your thoughts? First of all, I live in Georgia, and oh, yes. I, I know our, our our governor is not the best in the world. I mm-hmm. know he's Chinese run, but I, I'm like you. I don't think our elections are ever going to be fair until we get all of them out. Yep, that, yep. And, but how do we do that? I mean, everybody's saying we need to stand up, we need to stand up, but how do we get them out to – make it fair. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I've got some ideas, but uh, Paul, wh- what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, based on his track record and what he's done, I mean, uh, let's be real. I mean, go back to the apocalyptic, the, the apocalyptic word, right? Yep. Who lifted the veil? Trump did. Yep. You know, he lifted the yep. veil for, for everybody to see exactly how our government's run exactly who is operating the system and it hasn't been us it's been the the global elite the people that run the money the power the, the power structure and uh, they've been doing it for so but again it goes back to everything he's everything he has said he would do in his first term he's done so you know i, I believe he's already got 80 percent, if not more of the country mm-hmm. behind him so I believe the only way, though, he's going to win, and he's kind of brought it up already, is is what is he, he? What did he say? Not too long ago, he said, "Look, these guys want a ballot harvest. They want to stuff ballots. Guess what? We'll beat them at their own game." Yeah. And I believe that that might be the the direction we have to take, 
because what's the what's the left going to do? What are they going to do? Mm-hmm. They're going to stop that because if they stop that, then guess what? They're going to stop themselves. And maybe yeah. that's the whole gameplay. I, I totally so, agree. You know, I was just saying this the other day is, is that whatever tools we have at our disposal, we must engage in them. We have to play the same rules that the that the yeah. left has been playing at for these last couple of elections. You know, if fire, ballot, fire with fire. yes, if ballot harvesting is legal in wherever area you live, then uh, by all means, we must engage in that ballot harvesting. Um, yep. But uh, but yeah, to your point, Tim, you know, I mean, the only way that we're going to truly clean the slate is by removing certain people from public office. And, you know, this goes back to this goes back to, you know, my kind of basic premise is that we need people like us to run for office. We need people like us to be involved at the local level. And there's so many different areas where you can do that. You don't have to be like a mayor or a city councilman or something. You know, I mean, like you can be involved behind the scenes. You can be a precinct chair. You can be a precinct committeeman. You can get involved with uh, your official GOP party. There's also a bunch of competing uh, uh, conservative clubs that will be in your area that aren't necessarily aligned with the official GOP, uh, but they can still have power politically because they can organize. You know, at the end of the day, in order for us to replace these people, we have to know who is going to do that and who better to do it than us. So that's that's yep, really exactly. the way we got to do it. Yeah, yeah. Yep. All right, Zach. I love y'all. Love you too, uh, brother. Just take care and love to see it. Leave, love to see the show. I really appreciate you calling in, man. Thank you for your support. God bless you. Thank you. God bless, bro. We'll see you. All right. Great call, man. Yeah. Throw us throw us some questions, guys. I love it. All right. Next caller. You're on the air. Hi, Zach. It's it's Will from uh, California. Hi, Paul. Will. How you doing, boss? Good to hear from you. Good. Hey, good. Good to hear from you guys. Yeah, it, I'm totally behind uh, the class actions idea. If there's any uh, any help to be offered, I'm sure the likes of a, a Tom Rents or like yeah, I heard Dan Watkins' uh, name thrown around. I know they've done a lot of stuff, and I know they're busy, but maybe they're paralegals or their people can can help get this thing going. Uh, as Zach, as you know, I lost my sister to this awful. Yeah. Uh, we used to call it a vaccine, then it went to a a genomic experiment, and now we all know it as a bioweapon for Amen. sure. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So true. I have so thought true. while all this tyranny's going on around us. Um, as we all know, uh, uh, our feckless leader in Washington has snuck under our nose uh, signing a bunch of amendments to a World Health Organization treaty, which we've got to defeat. Mm-hmm. Andy Biggs, uh, God bless Andy Biggs out there doing his best. He's put forth some legislation that I just wanted to throw out there for you and your listeners to support with whatever way we can. Uh, there are uh, connections that can be made. Uh, sure. Andy Big has uh, HR 79, which would totally disengage us from the WHO. Uh, we found some success, too, with a very knowledgeable guy, um, James Raguski. He, uh, he's got a lot of information on his website, which is uh, he's got Stop the Who. Uh, what's the other one? Yeah, I think Stop the Who is one of them, but he's got all James Raguski. You look on his uh, Substack. I was going to say I, I subscribe to his Substack. It's great. 
Isn't it wonderful? Yeah. Well, I just wanted to put Ed Biggs out there because the man is a handful of, uh, of, of uh, well, you guys call him MAGA. I call it TACO. That's tax-paying American citizens organization <laughs> for those of us that, that want to remain neutral uh, about our exalted leaders. But we are just common common folk with common interests and just want to, especially seniors like myself, want to live out the rest of our lives in some kind of peace and harmony and not be threatened by brown shirts coming to our doors at the mm. end of our lives, especially. So H.R. 79, go Andy Biggs, call your uh, congressman and support that bill. It is sitting in front of committee as we speak under foreign affairs. Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah, actually, I've I've wanted to have him on the show in the past. That's why I ended up subscribing to his Substack because uh, I was I was looking for a way to contact him. Um, but yeah, I, I will definitely, I'll, def, I'll put it in the pipeline. I'm, um, a lot of times what happens is like, I get like so focused on like trying to get one person on the show and then I get it. And then like, I get overwhelmed with all these other things happening, but I, I promise you, I will work on getting James on the show. Absolutely. Well, thanks. Good to talk to you guys and good luck, Paul. We're behind you. Thank you. God bless you. Likewise. We'll God talk to you soon. God bless brother. Peace. All right. Hey, Zach, you might lose me real quick, but I'll log back in with my mobile. Was that, would that be all right? Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. You about your battery about to die. Yeah. I think so. I haven't charged it through these things. I would, yeah. What all this, all this good internet and power, huh? It's all good. <laughs> so go, go ahead and do it. I've actually got the, um, uh, the HR 79 pulled up here, the who withdrawal act. You can actually listen to a summary of it, but I just passed the link out for it. So uh, if you guys want to go ahead and check that out and then you can pass this on to uh, your elected representatives, your congressmen, let them know that this is something that we must we must take action on because the alternative is to hand over our American sovereignty to a group, a global group of unelected bureaucrats, uh, I will be damned if I allow the World Health Organization to march into our town, uh, you know, along with the blue helmets of the United Nations and tell us that we have to do this or that. You know, I mean, that's an invading force, Paul, as far as I'm concerned. You know, there's there's nothing there that uh, that is uh, something I would allow. Um, <clears throat> all right. Just wanted to go through here and take a look at some of these comments uh, over on the Foxhole. Thank you to Scout65. Uh, cr- thank you to Creative Writer. Uh, thank you to Pauly9363. And then thank you to Cynthia as well. Uh, okay. We've got another caller on the line. Let's go ahead and bring him in. And then, caller, you're, go- you're on the air. Go ahead and mute that stream. Caller, can you hear me? Caller. Caller, can you hear me? Hello, yeah. Yes. Okay. Make make sure you mute mute the stream in the background. Okay. All right. Can we get your name? Uh Cam. Did you say Ken or Kim? Camp. C A M P. Camp. Okay. All right. Welcome to the program. How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Excellent, excellent. What's on your mind, Kemp? Not much. I wanted to say what's up with uh, Reyes, man. This is Camp Dog, the one and only. You know who it is. <laughs> this is your, you your road dog? <laughs> I'm doing good. Yeah. I'm doing good. But, hey, everything that Officer Reyes is telling you here today is 100% the absolute truth, up and down like 6 o'clock. we got weak leadership, weak management, 
people afraid to make decisions, letting criminals out on the streets, the worst youths, wards, convicts, whatever you want to call them these days, letting them out on the streets. You want to know why people are raiding people, uh, stores in San Francisco? You want to know why people can get assaulted yep. and nothing happens to them? It's because you got weak leadership, afraid to lock these people up. you got too many bleeding heart liberals who want to let them out, who want to give them some treatment, all under the guise of, of saying that's the best thing to do. You, you know, is, somebody's rotten, they're rotten. Absolutely. And, you know, I mean, the idea of treatment, uh, you know, rehabilitation, I mean, it's great if they actually did it. Uh, I mean, like, if, from what I understand, any friends that I've had that worked in, uh, you know, various institutions throughout the country, I mean, there is no such thing as rehabilitation. You know, I mean, people. Th- let, me ask, let me ask you. Yeah. Let me ask you, if I, if I told you to go do something, are you going to do it no. just because I say so or is it because you want to? Yeah, it's because I would want to. Exactly. Exactly. So if I want to do it, that's when I'm going to change. Mm-hmm. But even then, right. who's that on? Who's that on the backs of? That's on the backs of every taxpayer out here. Sure, sure, sure. Why is everybody in mass leaving California? You know, it's it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a very simple to see. Yeah. Yes. So uh, so it's, you know it's so unsafe. So how about how about the uh, the 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 citizens of California? I mean, obviously. I would think at some point it's going to get so bad that even the bleeding hearts are going to take a look around and say, I can't live like this anymore. You know, I mean, well, like, unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately, you're, you're absolutely right. Yeah. But I don't know if you remember, because I'm an old kind of an old timer. Uh, when Reyes came around, uh, you know, he's a young buck and I was the old guy that he, they were making fun of. But I don't know if you were around. Remember the poly class uh, incident where the young girl was raped. And murdered. Oh yes. And the pendulum swung uh, to the side of more security uh, for Californians. I think it was under Pete Wilson where he signed the three strikes and you're outlaw. Okay. Yep. And unfortunately, that's what it's going to take for these people to wake the hell up and get serious about their safety. Uh, the pendulum is going to have to swing back to the other side, mm-hmm. and it's going to happen uh, without a doubt. It's going to happen. W- unfortunately, it's going to happen once something happens to them, Mm -hmm. you know, it's going to happen to them. That's the only time it's really going to, you know, they're going to care. Yeah. Yeah. Only when it hurts, only when it hurts bad enough for them, are they going to have the the will to do something about it? Right. And, you know, they're, you know, Newsom's closing down all these prisons, all about treatment, uh, but they don't talk about the recidivism rate Mm -hmm. or the taxpayers money on the backs of me and you to pay for all these treatments. And not not to mention they're not even convicting or sending people out to get convicted when they assault or mm-hmm. do these crimes. Yep. Mm-hmm. They just come in, log it in, send them home. Here's your court date. Court date. Uh, okay, here's your warning. Head on back out. Nothing as far as victims, mm-hmm. restitution, yep. any of that stuff. And that's the kind of sickness and the, and the stuff that got to me as an officer was we signed up to protect, to serve, to defend the Constitution that Officer Reyes is talking about, and it's turning. There's no support. Mm-hmm. You know, you oh. can't. He can't do nothing at the officer level. And then on top of that, you throw in unrestricted illegal immigration, and uh, I would imagine it's just it's a powder keg waiting to explode. Oh, I mean, we just had it right. The the, the gentleman out of San Francisco. He was uh, arrested three or four times for coming across the. And he was arrested for murdering uh, this young lady over in San Francisco. He was just yep. let out. 
So, I mean, the writing is on the wall. I mean, I am not against people coming to this country and, and pursuing the American dream at all. But what I do want is them to follow the process mm-hmm. correctly and to do it correctly. You can come to this country, but just follow the, the correct measures exactly. outlined that we have. That's all, right. that's all I'm asking is just do it correctly. You go to right. you go to any any Western nation on planet Earth, and they're going to have immigration laws in place, and they they have it for a reason. <clears throat> it's so that we don't yeah. face the crisis that we're facing right now. Uh, but we, let me let me ask you this: Do, do you guys think that uh, uh, the the push for this is uh, is is maybe just you know uh, the population replacement? I mean, obviously, so many people have left California. Uh, mm-hmm. Newsom, you know, in order for future Democrat leaders of California to win, they're going to have to have somebody there to vote for them. And if well, everybody well, has left, you know, yeah, that's that's you know the trippy thing about about it is. You know, if you look at Kamala Harris, you know, who was, you know, the attorney general for California, she was very pro uh, law enforcement. She's and that's what some of the problems she's been having is she's was pro law enforcement. I know our union kicked into her campaign to pay her off to vote our way. Uh, And now she's made those choices to help support us. But now she's in a position politically to to take a softer stance on things Mm -hmm. to not be so. You know, so it's all about politics, what Officer Ray is talking about, the support, the people up at top that are making these decisions that is just causing this gumbo of stupidity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, let me say thank you to Low Country Brooklyn, uh, echoing uh, what I said earlier, only at the precipice do people find the will to change. Yeah, unfortunately, that's how it is. You know, I mean, people have got to be forced into it because you, you get comfy and you just kind of want to sit back. And then ESADMF says, uh, disagree. The powers that be responded by passing more tyrannical laws for the law abiding citizens. Yes, this is the great irony here, Kemp, is that uh, they have yeah. essentially decided to ignore the laws that would affect that criminal element. And then for the people who follow the laws, they just have made life so uncomfortable for them. Uh, you know, absolutely authoritarian. Absolutely. You go try to buy a, if you want to go try to buy a firearm to protect yourself. Uh, there was some leeway or, or flexibility when it, when it came to law enforcement or, or ex-military or CCW. Mm-hmm. And so, what does the administration and, and law people do? Well, let's make it difficult for right. them to purchase ammunition. Let's not yep. infringe on the constitution because they know they'll lose that, right? But let's make it difficult to find primers uh, to reload. To who, okay, for ammunition now, if you want to buy a box of ammo, you got to register with DOJ, get your paperwork in, send it to an FFL dealer, and that's the only way you're going to get ammunition as a free American citizen. That's crazy. Yep. I mean, I, I didn't even know that. So, right? Yeah. Yes. Wow. So there's, there's tons of other stuff underlying, you know, currents and things that are going on. Let's make it more difficult. Let's not do away with the right, but let's just make it more difficult for them to purchase or let's monitor who's purchasing and where they live and we can monitor them, you know, yep. that way. Yeah. And I understand so that uh, recently uh, uh, there's been issues with credit card companies out in uh, California uh, alerting yep. the state to the fact that you're buying guns. Yep. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So luckily, you know, I still have a lot of friends who, who believe in the Constitution and their federal right to uh, build which is in the constitution to defend yourself yep. for hunting, to provide for your family. And they just build and make their own guns, which I encourage a lot of people out there to learn how to do, because when it comes to it, officer Reyes knows I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Right. And you can, people can make fun of that or not, but 
my job is to look after me and my family, Amen. my friends, Amen, bro, and to fight, yeah. to fight for the right. So that's what I'm doing. So, well, so Zach, Zach, the, the gentleman that you're speaking to, so he was one of my uh, uh, superior supervisors and uh, one of the last remaining war dogs, true war dogs in the department that uh, that bucked the system and uh, but st- for the right way, for the right reasons. And uh, me and him connected because we are our views aligned and uh unfortunately we're the guys that get uh you know we we, we get kicked to the back burner and uh, get all the the torture and the <laughs> you know but uh he's enjoying well, what he's they enjoying do himself. Is, he's they, enjoying himself now so <laughs> well what they what they do is they you know administration will play games they'll withhold your skill set or your qualifications uh if you're on a promotional list uh transfer list anyways if, if say me and officer reyes want to swap days off from work so we can go home and be with our families instead of working however many hours and they'll deny it. You know, they'll play little games like that in order to put the pressure to you or, uh, mm-hmm. you know, just like with officer Reyes, he was laid off mm-hmm. because of his beliefs uh, about wearing the mask, you know, now, you know, he can speak to it. But when I worked, I didn't give him that kind of pressure. I, I promoted that. That was my job as a leader mm-hmm. is to promote these guys, guys' beliefs uh, and to support it. So unfortunately, you know, I started in corrections when I was 19 years old. I did 30 and a half years. Wow. And, uh, and that it came to the point, instead of them listening to logic <laughs> and common sense, it was time for me to go. And yep. I did my time and I maxed out what I could take. And, and, and then I went on down the road. Bunch of yes, man. Huh? Bunch of yes, man. Yeah, yeah, yes, sir. Yes, sir. yes, sir. Yes, boss. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> I, I think I had, I think I'd ranked. Number one in the state of California on every examination I've taken, but it took them 26 or 27 years to promote me because wow. of the activism. Wow. Yeah. You don't think that there's there's backstabbing and betrayal and mm-hmm. games playing on, on that level? Yep. Absolutely. Yep. They don't like you if you're not in the car, if you're not riding with them, if you're not a yes man, you're in the back. Yep. Care if you're black, white, yellow, red, whatever. You ain't on that agenda. You ain't getting no love. Yep. What a shame. You know, and I, and I would rather be able to look at myself in the mirror and still say F management to their face rather mm-hmm. than to live like a coward. Right. So that's where I'm at. Well, I'm glad to hear you've got some integrity and uh, and it uh, sounds like a, a, a great thing that uh, you came into Paul's life and could be a mentor to him. So I'm sure that there's probably uh, tons of other gentlemen uh, that you were able to do the same for through that uh, illustrious career. Thirty and a half years, man. That's awesome. Appreciate you, bro. Well, I hope so. I, I hope so, man. Hey, anytime you know that, right? Uh, any, you know, it's a tough job. It's a tough profession. But we got to get back to common sense and truth. Yep. I mean, that's that's really it. Or California is basically imploding on itself yep. if yep. we don't make any changes. So, uh, God bless. I'm just I'm just going to take care of my kids, my family, my friends, and uh, like Paul says, keep on moving and and try to be activists and and do what's right. Amen. Yep. Amen. I appreciate you, bro. All yeah, right, thank- man. We'll talk soon. Thanks for your Absolutely. call, Kent. We'll talk to you soon, brother. Have All a great bye. night. God bless. Uh, Let me say thank you to White Knight 126. If you can lead even one person to salvation in this corrupt world, you did great. Semper Fi. Amen. We will echo that all day. Uh, Karen, you were next on the line. I think that was your name, Karen, but I don't see you on there anymore. So we've got Charles coming in next. Thank you very much for the quality calls tonight, guys. I love it when we can uh, get into the weeds on this stuff. Charles, we are waiting for your audio to connect. 
And uh, let me see. Uh, thank you over on the Foxhole to Cynthia. And uh, Charles, yeah, we're just waiting for that audio, my friend. And let me see. I don't know if you can hear me, Charles, but we've got you on screen. We just don't have uh, your microphone connected. And uh, if you can hear me, if you go to the lower left-hand portion of your Zoom window, there is a little microphone, and then there's an arrow right next to that microphone. You click that arrow, and it'll pull up with all your available audio devices, and you can choose a microphone right there. Okay. So, no, no, no. Tell you what. um, Hang on. Uh, Charles, can you... See the chat window. Can you see the chat window? Uh, Because if you can, then you can type your question in there. Hey, Charles, it's working. Okay, can you hear me? Yep, we've got you, sir. Uh, Thank you so much. I'm glad we were able to get it worked out. Yeah, you got a delay. So I'm, I'm looking at myself, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, pause the stream because if that's if that's going at the same time that the Zoom uh, call is going, it will cause a conflict. So yeah, just oh. pause. Yeah, pause that and then look at the the Zoom window, not the stream. Okay, now I see. Now I see. Cool. Yep, yep. Yeah, I live here in Southern California. I live here in Santa Monica. I'm right in the middle of all this madness. Oh wow. Um, I spent eleven and a half years homeless. Okay, when I was homeless, I went to college, I wrote for a local newspaper, and I always had a job. Okay, I became kind of like an icon. They did, I always had my 15 minutes of fame. What I noticed is the homeless agencies aren't doing anything with the criminals either. Mm-hmm. They're just collecting the money. Yep, yep. Collecting the money. Now, what they're doing here in my, in my housing complex where I live, I'm on Section 8. They're putting actively using drug addicts in my apartment. Mm-hmm. These guys are smoking meth. Okay, yeah. I smoke. You know, it's illegal. I don't. I don't run around cause crazy trouble. But when I go out to the street, I see these crazies out there. I run into them all the time. Yep. And in homeless, I know how to talk to these to the homeless. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it, I, I believe I wrote something. <laughs> One time I said, if I identify as Batman and I beat the crap out of a pedophile, you know, <laughs> I mean, I, I've done that on the street. I went out and hunted these idiots down at night. You That's know, great. and he identifies 44 Louisville Slugger. I like that. Identifies Batman. Yeah, that that's a good one. So, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, it seems like uh, the, you know, this is uh, this is an aspect of that plan to disintegrate society. You know, first, they, they demoralize everyone. Uh, they make all crime permissible. They push people towards drugs and drug abuse because it's just so much easier to check out than to have to live and actually confront the horrors of the world around you. And then right. there there is just many, many millions of dollars coming from NGOs and nonprofits and the state. Uh, and they're probably siphoning a lot of that money off and they're just allowing people to, uh, to destroy their lives. It's really sad. Well, I like the two things, like the two things, right? Again, it makes sense. You close down the prison systems, let, all these guys back out in the streets. Yep. There you go. So you got the political aspect of it as, oh, look, I, 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 uh, I reduced the prison population. See, I'm doing a good job. But then you fill in all the holes of the population that you lost to all the red states. And you say, oh, look, 
we got guys come back in the state. Mm-hmm. You know, so he's filling, he's killing two birds with one stone, and he thinks he's, he thinks he's getting over on people, which he's probably going to get over on some. But most of us, we know what he's doing. So. Yeah. so what they did in L.A. County with the homeless agencies is they put them all under one umbrella. Okay, they 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 did the same thing they did in the eighties with the corporations, sucked up all their competition. Yep. And then they implement their garbage in there. Now they got DEI, and I was supposedly upgraded to a federal Section Eight voucher, but I can't find a voucher. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, I'm I'm waiting for them to start moving the illegals into my apartment complex. Oh what's yeah. Coming next. Yeah. What's yeah. next? Yeah. Because they, what they're doing now is they, they don't do any they don't do any preventive maintenance. The elevator's down. I'm handicapped. I'm in a wheelchair. I can't go anywhere off this building and without an elevator. Yeah. There's a lot of handicapped people there. So what I see them doing is pushing these people out so they can empty up and put other people in. Now they're having a big thing with the Section 8 vouchers in Santa Monica. They're violating federal laws on one side and, you know, and they asked me to come speak, and I'm like, dude, you're pulling the DEI stuff right in front of them. You're canning them their victory. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, because you're being represented. You know, I'm in a, I'm in a, a, a I'm in a, a, a marginalized community. I'm handicapped. I'm an amputee. I am marginalized. Sure. These people aren't marginalized. They're marginalizing their brains. Yeah. 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 <laughs> they get angry. That's the cognitive dissonance setting in. Right. Yep. They, 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 oh, my God, that's not true, but it is true. You know, because inside, they know the truth. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about the people at the talk. I'm, I'm talking about the sheep on the bottom. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. No, we get you. We get you. There's still a lot, unfortunately. Well, in California, people are starting to wise up a little bit, especially in Santa Monica. Uh, I have to shop at Target. I have no choice. Sure, sure. I don't get on these people. I don't. I feel sorry for them because they're going to lose their jobs. Yep, yep. You know, and then you're going to see all these little yuppies on the street. They're going to hit the street. They're going to whine so bad they're going to die out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's. it's unfortunate. But, uh, you know, as we were saying earlier, I mean, un- until – these problems creep out into those uh, upper middle class and wealthier areas. Uh, I mean, people are just they're going to be able to ignore it. You know, I mean, we're seeing it happen all over the country uh, in the Pacific Northwest, obviously in California. You know, people are uh, they're spilling out past the boundaries that they had set up for them. You know, it's not just Skid Row anymore. It's not just the downtown area. You know, it's residential areas and uh, and citizens. I mean, either. You, you you just live like that or you start working to get leadership that's going to address it and uh, fix the problem where the problem begins. Well, see, it's kind of funny. I live in the skid row of Santa Monica. Mm-hmm. You go across the street and it's all $4,000 apartments. In my area, I'm, I'm on Section 8. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Big, long list for Section 8. You go up and down the street and you see all these for rent signs. Mm-hmm. You know, what they're trying to do is they're trying to push people into the Section 8 community and get you on the dole. Yep. Yep. You know, I'm on the dole already because I have no choice. I'm disabled. Right, That's right. Good. Yeah, you're different. You're a different, um, yeah, you, you're a whole different. I'm a real marginalized person. Yeah. Yep, yep, absolutely. Charles, what's, what's your, what's your cat's name? What's your, what's your cat's name, buddy? Uh, Poppy. 
Poppy. Okay, she's beautiful. I see uh, see the whiteness in the background running around. Yeah, she's 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 a Maine Coon. Okay, cool, cool, good stuff. Sm- Smokey's yeah. a Maine Coon. I'm having problems with her because I have black mold in my apartment. Oh no! Oh, that's not, not good, dude. They have black mold, and yet they tell me they're putting antibacterial paint on it. I'm like, what? Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's not going to do. All it's going to do is just uh, uh, cover it up until it comes through again. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's no good, man. Heart attacks, and I've had like five of them since I've been here. Oh, geez, man. Well, I mean, that's really putting you in a difficult position. I mean, I would imagine that you don't have any uh, opportunities to go uh, other places because, as you said, Section Eight has a huge waiting list for it. Well, it's not only that. If I want to go into a private apartment to take Section 8, there's a big waiting list for those. Yeah, yeah. I'm ready to go and take my voucher over there for a grand a month apartment and demand my, my apartment over there because Santa Monica has laws that they have to set aside so many for Section 8. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I can just see rolling up in a four grand a month apartment with those yuppies. Yep. <laughs> That'd be I'm something. A, yeah take any bs from people you know that's great well, i Good feel pretty southern california northern california folk man they they have yeah it's tough it's tough up there down there all right well listen charles uh, i really appreciate you calling in buddy and thanks for giving us a little peek inside uh stay safe all right god bless. yeah well you sent for guys all right brother talk to you soon god bless Ooh, peace uh. all right we've got got another southern californian coming in right now caller you're on the air Hi, this is Karen from California. Karen, um, okay, I, awesome. Good to hear from you. Thank you. Ragusi's phone number, would you like it? Oh, heck yeah. Hold, 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 yeah, 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 hold on, hold on. Let me get a note pulled up. Okay. Hold on, Zach, I'll be right back. Go ahead, yep. Okay, perfect, perfect. Okay, what's his phone and number? Also, okay, it is 310-619-0055. Okay. Five, five. Did you say two this zero five five? Uh, no, uh, three zero five five. Okay. Three one zero six one nine three zero five five. He he gives his number out, so your okay. audience. He 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 loves phone calls. If he doesn't answer directly because he's busy, mm-hmm. he will call you back. And okay. I'm telling you, this is huge. We we only have six months or so, and. Otherwise, everything is for naught. Gosh. So, uh, Karen, can, can you tell us, uh, you know, what what problems are you personally experiencing in, in your hometown? Well, what, what, you had to give up your business. Well, I did give up my business. I I, I um, had a massage studio, mm-hmm. very successful, but it sheds, and I knew that from the beginning, yeah. and I just couldn't myself to be in an enclosed room and um, with the shedding, because I would definitely get it. That's understandable. And, and up here, people are quite, this is California, right? Yep. <laughs> so they, they they don't believe it. They're boosted up, and it's it's just not safe for me to be around people like that. So it's I'm having a hard time dealing with not doing the work that I love. I can't go to another state and work because it's all around us. Mm-hmm. Well, um, if you allow me to chime in, so, so the, you know, I do a lot of research as well. And, um, and from what I, what I understand with, as far as the shedding goes, 
a good thing to ca- I guess a good caveat, right, uh, is that it's not uh, long uh, lasting or permanent. It's more of a, um, I guess, uh, how you say it, front face type of stuff where it'll affect you and you can get sick, but it's not what we thought maybe in the beginning of that it, 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 it might, uh, enter us like the vaccine does. Mm-hmm. It, it's not that way. And, and, um, I mean, that's just based on my own research. I mean, of course I'm not a doctor, uh, but that's what I've, um, that's how I understand the shedding to be. So I feel like as long, long lasting adverse effects from shedding, you don't have to worry about. So I know it's still unfortunate. We don't want to get sick either way. We don't want the stuff, but uh, yeah. maybe uh, hopefully that's just a, you know. Well, if so- it doesn't, doesn't dissipate fast enough, then it will kill you. And there's also information out there that um, it doesn't go away. It's forever. And yeah. once you have, you have, you can mitigate it and, and live longer. But also they've got that, they're going to put it in the food and the, the pigs already get it. And yep. they're going to put it in all the food and all the chickens. And, yep. and uh, Tom, uh, what's his name? Tom Wren. He, yep. He's doing a lawsuit on that one. And, um, but, and then Gates has got some sort of chemical that you cannot get off your fruits and vegetables. It doesn't come off. Yeah. And we don't know what it is. You know, I can only, he's such a good guy. I can only think it's for our best interest. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's really, it's disheartening when you start thinking about the, the totality of everything they're doing. It's like, obviously over the last couple of years, I feel like they've, uh, they've increased the uh, efficiency and then also just the amount of, uh, of attacks that they're putting on us. You know, I mean, whether it, I mean, it's in the food, it's in the air, it's, it's all around us because of the people, you know, I, Paul, it, the, uh, I, I've actually, I've heard it both ways, you know, that, you know, you've got long-term uh, dangers from being around people shedding. And then I've also heard that, you know, oftentimes your immune system can counter it. And obviously there's a, uh, uh, you know, the the wellness company, if you, uh, uh, you ever have visited them, they have uh, a spike protein product that they create. I'll actually throw that link to them into the chat. If you use code RP78, you will get a discount. Um, but, uh, you know, it's 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 cold comfort, the idea that it would only affect you for a short time, because, you know, I mean, even if you're only a little bit sick, uh, you're still sick. You know, I mean, it's like a drain on your system. And uh, uh, Karen, in the in the the same way that you've uh, uh, suggested that you know you're you don't want to have to be around it you know lisa is somebody who is always affected by it every time we go into a situation where there's people that have been vaxxed and they're shedding all over her she gets sick and she starts having problems and you know and it doesn't go well, away for a while you know it's a bummer yep and everyone you don't know who's been had the shot or who was didn't have the shot but was near someone that did and it, you just have to be concerned about everybody. Yeah, yeah. They're so nefarious. Let me ask you this, Karen. Uh, I I don't know if that's your husband in the background that uh, that we've heard as well. But uh, are, are yeah. have you have you and your family considered perhaps leaving California, or do you think California is worth sticking around and fighting for? Oh no, I don't think it's worth sticking around and fighting for. But we've missed the market, so we have to hang in here for a bit. You know, okay. 
Well, Zach, if I can, if I here, my husband can answer that. <laughs> we're we're uh, we're lucky to be at a part of California, Zach, up in the uh, up in the mountains, up in Idlewild. It's kind of tucked away. So if you got to barricade yourself in somewhere in California, it's definitely uh, up in the mountain areas. So uh, and and the uh, the good news is that the uh, mortgage is all paid, so it's hard oh, to refuse. Okay, hard there to argue go. with that. Hard to argue with that. Now, Paul, what well, were you so going to say? If I could piggyback off that is, uh, you know, I, I understand the sentiment. I understand that the, you know, you know, we're a lost cause type state. Right. But again, this goes back to, you know, biblical scripture and faith. Right. It's at the end of the day, there's not going to be any, there's nowhere we're going to be able to escape to. It's mm-hmm. not going to be Texas. It's not going to be Florida. So, you know, every, everywhere is worth a fight. Mm-hmm. You, we have to make a stand and fight for what we have, because when the time comes, there's going to be nowhere we're going to be able to run to to escape what these people, what these beings, whatever you want to call them, are, are attempting to do. And, and that's the that's the agenda to destroy our country, mm-hmm. destroy the global economy and enslave us all. There yep. ain't going to be one state that we're going to be able to go to. No, so. you're absolutely right. And I'm, I'm, I'm reminded by, of a, a quote by Ronald Reagan. This is back in like, I'm going to say the 60s. Uh, he, he was talking about meeting a Cuban refugee and, uh, you know, and uh, and they the he, Ronald Reagan and whoever else he was with, you know, they were talking to this guy and they said, oh, you're so lucky. You know, I mean, uh, you, you were able to escape to America. And he was like, you know, hey, I had it better than you guys. You, you, there's no place for you to go. You know, if America falls, that's it. And uh, and so, yeah, so we have to make a stand. You know, I'm glad you guys are in a position where you're not necessarily like, you know, in downtown L.A. or something like that. I mean, uh, if you you got to be somewhere in the mountains in a house that you own, that's that's where you want to be. Yes, we feel very fortunate and blessed. Absolutely. I'm right there with you. I'm in the San Joaquin Valley. So we're we're kind of right behind you as far as uh, being free from. All the craziness. So, so call James um, tomorrow or even tonight. You know, he's he's a very amazing man. He'll come on. Right on. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely give him a call tomorrow for sure. All right. Well, Stop Karen, the who, exit the who. Stop the who. Exit the who. Amen. Amen. I really appreciate your call, you guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. God bless. We'll talk to you God soon. Bless. All right. Uh, let me also say thank you to Cynthia uh, and EO2Dave, just duckies as well, and then Oki7. Uh, EO2Dave also said, what is being burnt in the forest of Canada? That smoke is causing problems like I've never seen. Uh, yeah, actually, I was going to ask, Paul, if uh, if you guys are getting smoke in California from the Canadian fires as well. I know the, uh, the Northeast uh, is uh, hit super hard by that. Well, I live in the I live in the part of the state that if we were getting it, we would already be uh, noticing it. And, and as far where I'm at, uh, I haven't noticed any cha- dramatic changes in the the uh, weather or um, you know smoke or fires yet. But I'm surprised. I'm surprised we're not riddled with them all over yet. But they they probably I'm thinking uh, you know Newsom's he's playing the smart game. So instead of burning our state down this year, I think he's taking a you know he's, he's taking it easy this year. Well, you know, I uh, uh, to the the uh, the point from EO2 Dave. You know, what are they burning? I I think that 
what's happening is, I mean, just the 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 north of Canada. I mean, it, there is a lot of forest there. I mean, there's ample supply of uh, uh, you know things to burn. So if uh, you know, I, I I tend to believe that this is not a man. This is not a natural phenomenon. Let me actually it's take not. you guys over here and uh, show you. Here is some uh, footage from a couple of American cities where the smoke from the Canadian fires, Washington, D.C., Philadelphia, Baltimore, Nashville. I can't believe how uh, smoky Nashville is. Um, I haven't noticed anything down here, uh, and I would imagine if you're not noticing it there in California, that's got to be because, uh, you know, the wind is carrying it all over here. But, I mean, there's no way that these fires all started all at the same time, and they're raging as much as they have. I actually had a video that was sent to me by a, uh, a viewer the other day, Paul, and it showed uh, in Canada <laughs> they were like spraying uh, flamethrowers on the forest, you know. And I, I know that you know fire mitigation. There's a certain aspect of controlled burns and stuff like that. Yeah. But this didn't look like that. I mean, it looked like they were just setting more fires. Well, I'm not. I'm not too familiar with the process, but I know uh, they. You know, when I was in the you know National Guard working out of the Camp Roberts uh, training facility. Um, we had, you know, we'd have, um, aerial, uh, aircraft come in and train and sometimes to start fires. <laughs> and so we, it, you know, it's 44th, you know, it's, it's, uh, thousands of acres, thousands of acres. And so, uh, you know, I know there's a fire break process. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm not, like, again, I'm not a firefighter, I don't, but it's certain things kind of like with everything else, um, discernment and not reading too much into things to me, I kind of thought maybe that was, um, them, uh, doing fire breaking, uh, procedures. But then again, I'm not hundred percent. I'm not a firefighter, but it does. Yeah. It definitely, it definitely looks strange for sure. So it sure did. Certainly. Um, let me over here on rumble say thank you to alive and thriving. Who is now a monthly member as well. Uh, they say stoked to catch you live brother. Greetings from St. Pete. Hey, where there are fewer, New Nazi pride flags that I've seen in the past five years. God wins. Namaste. Thank you so much. And uh, fellow uh, Floridian, appreciate that. St. Petersburg is awesome. Um, When uh, Lisa and I went through there and uh, we tried to go to the Dolly Museum and it was closed uh, that day, the the one day that we were there. So we were unable to go. But um, yeah, awesome. I'm glad to hear that. You know, what what about in uh, in California? Uh, uh, do you think that people are starting to reject the uh, the ideology of of pride and uh, and 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 you know the agenda that's being pushed on people? It, very much so in in this part of the state, the, the, the Central Valley, from like I said, from Bakersfield to probably Stockton. Mm-hmm. Or really, it's actually it's technically Bakersfield to Sacramento, but we don't count Sacramento because well, Sacramento is. <laughs> it's our Washington DC, right? Right. So right. um it's pretty conservative. Uh so we don't catch a, a lot of that here. It's primarily in your real liberal areas of, of the Bay Area and down south. Mm-hmm. Um but I do I do feel that you know there are movements happening around the state. And like I said, I believe even to this last uh runoff re-election for the I truly believe we're red, if not deep purple. Um, people are fed up. So it's just a, we have to we have to do something to purge the system of the corruption and the election rigging. I don't know how we're going to do that because we're probably the worst. But 
uh, you know, where there's a will, there's a way, you know? So. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, this is why I always suggest that people get involved like in their local community, because it's much more difficult for them to steal local elections. You know, when you're when you're dealing with a federal election or even a statewide election, you're talking uh, about so many precincts and, you know, all of this uh, election infrastructure that they can manipulate and they can flip votes and stuff like that. You know, quite often, if you're running for a, a you know a county seat or a city seat or a township seat, you know, I mean, there's only so many votes that they can work with, you know, so you right. can get you can get in there, you can get in there and then you can start to work on affecting change in uh, in your own area. Um, let me see. Uh, Just Ducky says, I love seeing Italy and Germany celebrating family pride month in, instead. Um, I haven't, I haven't seen that, but that's, that's great to hear. You know, um, one thing that I was surprised to learn today is that, uh, June is also men's mental health month. Of course, nobody ever talks about that because we're men. <laughs> And uh, and it's overshadowed by pride. Uh, but, you know, I, I don't ever follow like those the the months, you know, what I mean, like whatever yeah. they assign to it. It's like the cause du jour. Um, but of course, you know, I mean, they, they everybody deserves to uh, to be happy and to lead a, a successful and fulfilling life. But I mean, this goes back to the idea of them destroying our ability to do that. You know, they they don't want us as men to be leaders in the community. They don't want us to be good uh, uh, citizens. They don't want us to be strong father figures. They don't want us to uh, to be leading because uh, that way, when they come in with those brown shirts and jackbooted thugs, there will be no one left to stand in the way. Well, what a what an easy way to uh, destroy uh, your country from what's in again, right, is demasculate men, mm-hmm. uh, you know, masculate women, you know. Um, make men weak, you know, bring the testosterone levels down. Oh yeah. So, and the, and you, the thing that people don't understand, maybe a lot of people, it just needs one generation. Yeah. See, we think we, we want to believe we can win and, and I, and I believe we can win, but right now they're winning because there is a generation that is 70% under their ideology that they pushed. Mm-hmm. And unless we do something to, as parents, as brothers, as sisters, uh, good, you know, good role models to bring these, these young guys back in line, these young gals and guys back in line, uh, the future, it has a potential to look really bleak, really fast because that generation is lost. So, yeah, yeah. um, you know, I think what we're pro- I mean, you know, unfortunately, I think that what's going to happen is that they're going to have their their population implosion that they've been pushing for. You know, we've got that younger generation. I mean, either they're like medically castrating themselves and they're not able to have children or they believe that by having children, they're somehow uh, at, at like adding to the woes of the world or something like that. This is why I always say it's like, you know, it's up to us like we are going to be the ones who decide whether or not the population is able to to sustain itself because at all of these kids of the lower generations like i don't not so much the millennials but certainly like whatever this generation is after them i mean this the tiktok generation uh, yeah. they're in, they're in a bad way you know i mean like they are uh, <laughs> 
they cannot be responsible for continuing the human species. Like they just, they, they're not up to it. <laughs> they're, they're not going right. to be able to physically, and they're just not interested in it. So right. it's, it's up to us to make sure that we have big families, uh, you know, people that we can pass our values on to so that they can be there to pick up the pieces because it's, right. it is a broken system. You know, I, I have a, I don't, I've seen a couple of individuals do it uh, that are kind of, um, you know, big, big time social media, uh, alternative media guys uh, like yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. But not many. And I haven't heard anybody bring this idea, but I, it's this actual thing that I don't believe many Americans even know about or even think about first of all, first of all, because, uh, you know, we have, well, we tend to feel like it's disrespectful, but I feel like there's something we can do to make a statement. You know, you have, we go out and protest, right. And, you know, we go out and hold hands or lay in the street. And some of these things work. Well, I feel as, as patriotic Americans, there's something that we can do all together collectively all around the, all around the nation. That's not disrespectful. It's not illegal. And it's flipping our title 45 flag upside down. Okay. That is an, it's an actual thing and it's not illegal. It's not unjust. It's not, it's not desecration of the flag. Look it up. It's a distress it's signal. Actual, it's a distress signal. Yep. And if we all took that flag in our in our neighborhoods, your businesses, I believe that would make a statement that uh it hasn't been made yet unless you know, I don't believe that's ever been made like that. And it would show it would tell this government, this fake fraudulent government, right? That over that's that overthrew the legitimate one. That's my belief. Mm -hmm. That we're not with you. And to tell the world we're in distress and until we are we correct this one way or another, this is the way we're flying our flag because we're distressed and we're not with you. And I feel like uh, that's a movement that I believe uh, we should, we, you know, I think that would speak volumes. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just, just got to look it up. That would be a, a powerful message. And I think that if you know, we could successfully organize something like that, how many millions of flags are out there? If people start noticing, I mean, they would have to cover it in the press. I mean, people would start taking notice. And then obviously, you know, your neighbors are going to walk by. They're going to be like, why the hell is your flag upside down? Well, you know, we're, yep. we're a nation at war. You know, they, they, they have usurped our, our, uh, our freedoms. They have uh, completely perverted the justice system. You know, I mean, our country has been taken over and right. uh, we got to do something about it. It says right here up uh, in, and just in case, I mean, again, again, anybody can look it up. United States Flag Code, Title IV, states the following. The flag should never be displayed with the Union down, except as a signal of dire distress in instances of extreme danger to life or property. Mm -hmm. What What's our – that state – everything our country is going through. Yeah, I agree. So, there it is for you guys. You guys, uh, I feel like everybody should do it. And like you said, it would speak volumes and it would be something that – if every if enough people did it and get that coverage, um, I think that'd be something that a powerful, powerful message. I I, I, I tend to agree with you. I think that that's something that we I mean, it's very simple. It's very uh, quick and easy. People just have to be uh, comfortable with the idea of doing it. And I think that the audience agrees with us, you know, that our nation is under attack. We are in distress. And uh, the the average American is feeling the pinch more and more every single day. 
Um, Low Country Brooklyn says the goal of the woke communist left is to create a non-binary society to save the country, demand that SEL be abolished and pull your children out of the Marxist DPI. Our tax dollars are funding all of it. Yes, uh, I absolutely agree with you. And Surter says, Zach, look at Glendale, California. This past week, people in Cali are fed up. It's just taking the real legal immigrants to start it off. Um, are are you familiar with uh, what's happening in Glendale, Paul? Negative. No, I'm not. Okay, so let me go ahead and pull up Glendale, California in the news and see what comes up. Uh, vandalism, hate crime, Glendale school pride meeting, chaos as mass brawl breaks out. Is this the Armenians? I think that uh, this might be the, uh, the, the situation with the Armenians. They were protesting... Uh, the pride stuff and the uh, indoctrination of their children. Um, if this is the same situation I'm thinking about, one of the uh, Antifa radicals that was involved in fighting these uh, Armenian fathers um, is uh, he, he was previously charged with uh, having sexual contact with a minor under the age of uh, 14. Uh, you know, color me surprised. Every time we find out about one of these uh, one of these people who are pushing uh, to keep groomers in the classroom, they oftentimes end up being a, a sex offender or somebody who has uh, been charged, at least, with going after kids. Uh, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. Uh, yes. OK. Brooklyn says, yes, it is. Yes, it is. OK. Awesome. Um, I will definitely uh, uh, probably be talking about that tomorrow when my friend Michael Hamilton joins us. Um, Paul, I want to say thank you so much for uh, reaching out. and Thank you for being here on the show with us tonight. I really appreciated the conversation. Do you have any final words that you want to uh, leave the audience with? Well, um, again, thank you for having me on. Uh, just a couple things. But you want to know the truth there. You know, I think I think a whether it's not what faith you believe in every faith has prophets right and i think that we um people think that there's not prophets of our day mm-hmm. and if i can recommend two prophets true well well outside of alex jones because i'm with alex jones, alex jones <laughs> has been saying it. hey uh, hey info wars all the way you know but right on look look up jordan maxwell yep and look up william cooper yep. read the book behold the pale horse yep and research those two guys and those two guys, those two gentlemen, they've been speaking about what is happening in our country and in the world 20, 30 years ago, just mm-hmm. like Alex, even actually a little bit further before Alex is before. Oh, Alex. yeah. Yeah. I, I uh, would say uh, Alex, Alex, uh, you know, basically he 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 took on the role that Bill Cooper left when the government murdered him. And right. um, yeah, yeah, certainly. So if you if you're looking for truth. Research those two gentlemen, uh, all their um, uh, all their sources and their source material. Uh, Behold the pale horse from Bill Cooper, and, yep. and uh, that that'll stretch you off there. And um, and just uh, if any if there's any good lawyers, uh, attorneys, anybody that's been listening watching the show, you guys can recommend anybody that's willing to take on this class session. And maybe I don't know, maybe Dan, maybe Mike is watching. I don't know. Hopefully, uh, and finally willing to do something and, and make this move here in California because. Um, you know, just trying to fight the good fight and, yep. and fight it for my peers, you know, so, you know, God, the, again, God bless you for having me on. Absolutely, man. God bless you too. And all, all your efforts, you know, the sad thing is that, you know, what you said earlier about, uh, the, about lawyers, you know, I mean, yeah, they're, they're oftentimes afraid 
Um, they know that they will be going up against an almost insurmountable foe. Uh, oftentimes when they do, the court system comes after them for damages, uh, you know, uh, asking for, for you know, all of this money to be paid out. I've seen it on a number of occasions. And there's only so much mental and physical capital that these guys can expend on an individual basis. You know, they've got to pick their battles very carefully. What we really need is uh, people who care about this stuff to go to law school, and we need you to become a lawyer. Uh, there has got to be at least one or two young people out there watching tonight. I encourage you to go to law school. I encourage you to understand the system, and even if you're not going to go to law school, then just know as much as you can about the way our system is supposed to work so that you can use it to your advantage and help fight for uh, the freedom of this nation and for our continued survival. So mm-hmm. thank you so much, Paul. I really appreciate hey, you, brother. Yeah, go ahead. Zach, real quick. Anybody else? Uh, everybody, the, the, the thing for me to kick this off running is, again, any former state employee, current state employee that was harmed. It doesn't matter how you were harmed, right? If you were harmed in any way by these mandates and you want to join a class action, hit me up on the Instagram, Telegram, or email. That's provided. So I can start making a compiling the list and uh, present that in the future. So. All right. Thank you. Right, right on. And then thank you to Low Country Brooklyn, who says, God bless everyone. We are all doing our best. Stay prayed up, stay strapped up and stay grounded. It's hog boiling time. <laughs> stay strong, patriots. I, I will echo all of those sentiments. Thank you once again, Paul. Thank you to everybody in the audience. I'll be back tomorrow night at 9 p.m. with my good friend Michael Hamilton. We're going to talk about the cases that he's currently working on actually in California. Until that time, good luck. God bless. We'll see you tomorrow.